the epistle of Ignatius to the Ephesians. Ignatius, who is also called Theophorus, to the church which is at Ephesus in Asia, deservedly, deservedly most happy, being blessed in the greatness and fullness of God the Father, and predestinated before the beginning of time, that it should be always for an enduring and unchangeable glory, being united and elected through the true passion by the will of God the Father and of our Lord Jesus Christ our Savior, abundant happiness through Jesus Christ and his undefiled joy. I have become acquainted with your greatly desired name in God, which ye have acquired by the habit of righteousness, according to the faith and love in Christ Jesus our Savior, being the followers of the love of God toward men, toward man, and stirring up yourselves by the blood of Christ, you have perfectly accomplished the work which was beseeming to you. For on hearing that I came bound from Syria for the sake of Christ, our common hope, trusting through your prayers to be permitted to fight with beasts at Rome, that so by martyrdom I may indeed become a disciple of him, who gave himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God, ye, ha ye hasten to see me. I have therefore received your whole multitude in the name of God, through Onesimus, a man of inexpressible love, and who is your bishop, whom I pray you by Jesus Christ to love, and that you would all seek to be like him. Blessed be God, who has granted unto you, who are yourselves so excellent, to obtain such an excellent bishop. As to, us, as to our fellow servant Burrus, your deacon in regard to God, and blessed in all things, I pray that he may continue blameless for the honor of the church, and of your most blessed bishop, Crocus also, worthy both of God and you, whom we have received as the manifestation of your love to us, hath in all things refreshed me, and hath not been ashamed of my chain, as the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ will also re refresh him. Together with Monesimus and Burrus and Ephlus and Fronto, by means of whom I have as to love, beheld all of you. May I always have joy of you, if indeed I be worthy of it. It is therefore befitting that you should in every way glorify Jesus Christ, who hath glorified you, that by a unanimous obedience ye may be perfectly joined together in the same mind and, and in the same judgment, and may all speak the same thing concerning the same thing, and that being subject to the bishop and the presbytery, ye may in all respects be sanctified. I do not issue orders to you as if I were some great person, for though I am bound for his name, I am not yet perfect in, in Jesus Christ. For now I begin to be a disciple, and I speak to you as my fellow servants, for it was needful for me to have begun to have been admonished by you in faith, exhortation, patience, and long-suffering. But inasmuch as, as love suffers me not to be silent in regards to you, I have therefore taken upon me first to exhort you that ye would run together in accordance with the will of God. For even Jesus Christ does all things according to the will of the Father, as he himself declares in a certain place, I do always those things that please him. Wherefore it behooves us also to live according to the will of God in Christ, and to imitate him as Paul did. For, says he, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. Wherefore it is fitting that ye also should run together in accordance with the will of the bishop who by God's appointment rules over you. Which thing ye indeed of yourselves do, be instructed by the Spirit. For your justly renowned presbytery, being worthy of God, is fitted as exactly to the bishop as the strings are to the harp. Thus being joined together in concord and harmonious love of which jesus christ is the captain and guardian do ye man by man become but one choir so that agreeing together in concord and obtaining a perfect unity with god ye may indeed be one in harmonious feeling with god the father and his beloved son jesus christ our lord for he says grant unto them grant unto them holy father that 
that as I and thou are one, they also may be one in us. It is therefore profitable that you, being joined together with God in an unblameable unity, should be the followers of the example of Christ, of whom also ye are members. For if I, in this brief space of time, have enjoyed such fellowship with your bishop, I mean not of a mere human, but of a spiritual nature, how much more do I reckon you happy, who so depend on him as the church does on the Lord Jesus, and the Lord does on God and his Father, and so all things agree, may agree in unity. Let no man deceive himself. If any one be not within the altar, he is deprived of the bread of God. For if the prayer of the of one or two possesses such power that Christ stands in the midst of them, how much more will the prayer of the bishop and of the whole church ascending and up in harmony to God prevail for the granting of all their petitions in Christ? He therefore that separates himself from such and does not meet in the society where sacrifices are offered and with the church of the firstborn whose names are written in heaven is a wolf in sheep's clothing while he presents a mild outward appearance. Do ye, beloved, be careful to be subject to the bishop and the presbyters and the deacons. For he that is subject to these is obedient to Christ, who has appointed them. But he that is disobedient to these is disobedient to Christ Jesus. And he that obeyeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. For he that yields not obedience to his superiors is self-confident, quarrelsome, and proud. But God, says the scripture, resisteth. Resist the proud, but giveth grace to the humble, and the proud have greatly transgressed. The Lord also says to the priest, He that heareth you, heareth me, and he that heareth me, heareth the Father that sent me. He that despiseth you, despiseth me, and he that despiseth me, despiseth him that sent me. The more, therefore, you see the bishop silent, the more do you, the more do you reverence him. For we ought to receive every one whom the master of the house sends to be over his household, as we would do him that sent him. It is manifest, therefore, that we should look upon the bishop even as we would look upon our Lord himself, standing as he does before the Lord. For it behooves the man who looks carefully about him and is active in his business to stand before kings and not to stand before slothful men. And indeed, Onesimus himself greatly commends your good order in God, that ye all live according to the truth, and that no sect has any dwelling place among you. Nor indeed do ye hearken to anyone rather than to Jesus Christ, the true shepherd and teacher. And ye are, as Paul wrote to you, one body and one spirit, because ye have also been called in one hope of, of the faith. Since also there is one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. Such then are ye, having been taught by such, instruct by such instructors, Paul the Christ-bearer, and Timothy the most faithful. But some most worthless persons are in the habit of caring about the name of Jesus Christ in wicked guile, while yet, practice thing, while yet they practice things unworthy of God, and hold opinions contrary to the doctrines of Christ, to their own destruction, and that of those who give credit to them, whom you must avoid as ye would wild beast. For the righteous man who avoids them is saved forever." But the destruction of the ungodly is sudden, and a subject of rejoicing. For they are dumb dogs that cannot bark, raving mad and biting secretly against whom ye must be on your guard, since they labor under the incurable disease. But our physician is the only true God, the unbegotten and unapproachable, the Lord of all, the Father and begotten, the Father and begetter of the only begotten Son, 
We have also as a physician the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son and Word before time began, but who afterwards became also man of Mary the Virgin. For the Word was made flesh. Being being incorporeal, he was in the body. Being impassable, he was in a passable body. Being immortal, he was in a mortal body. Being life, he became subject to corruption that he might free our souls from death and corruption, and heal them, and might restore them to hell, when they were diseased with ungodliness and wicked lust. Let no one then, uh, let not then anyone deceive you, as indeed ye are not deceived, for ye are wholly devoted to God. For when there is no evil desire within you, which might defile and torment you, then do ye live in accordance with the will of God, and are the servants of Christ." Cast ye out that which defiles you, who are of the most holy church of the Ephesians, which is so famous and celebrated throughout the world. They that are carnal cannot do, cannot do those things which are spiritual, nor they that are spiritual the things which are carnal. Even as faith cannot do the works of unbelief, nor unbelief the works of faith. But ye, being full of the Holy Spirit, do nothing according to the flesh, but all things according to the Spirit. Ye are complete in Christ Jesus, who is the Savior of all men especially of them that believe. Nevertheless, I have heard of some who have passed in among you, holding the wicked doctrine of the strange and evil spirit, to whom ye did not allow entrance to sow their tares, but stopped your ears that ye, but stopped your ears that ye might not receive that error which was proclaimed by them, as being persuaded that the spi- that, that spirit which deceives the people does not speak the things of Christ, but his own, for he is a lying spirit. But the Holy Spirit does not speak his own things, but those of Christ, and that and that not from himself, but from the Lord, even as the Lord also announced to us the things that he received from the Father. For he says, The word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father is who sent me. And says he of the Holy Spirit, He shall not speak of himself, but what's but whatsoever he shall hear from me. And he says of himself to the Father, I have, says he, glorified thee upon the earth. I have finished the work which thou gavest me. I have manifested thy name to men, and of the Holy Ghost he shall glorify me, for he receives of mine. But the spirit of deceit preaches himself and speaks of, and speaks his own things, for he seeks to please himself. He glorifies himself, for he is full of arrogance. He is lying, fraudulent, soothing, flattering, treacherous, rhapsodical, trifling, inharmonious, verbose, sordid, and timorous. For his power, Jesus Christ will deliver you. From his power, Jesus Christ will deliver you, who has founded you upon the rock, has being chosen stones, well fitted for the divine edifice of the Father, and who are raised up on high by Christ, who is crucified for you, making use of the Holy Spirit as a rope, and being borne up by faith, while exalted by love from earth to heaven, walking in company with those that are undefiled. For says the scripture, Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Now the way is it, now the way is unerring, namely Jesus Christ. For he says, I am the way and the life, and this way leads to the Father. For no man, says he, cometh to the Father but by me. Blessed then are ye who are God bearers, spirit bearers, temple bearers, bearers of holiness, adorned in all respects with the commandments of Jesus Christ, being a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, on whose account I rejoice exceedingly, and have had the privilege by this epistle of conversing with the saints which are at Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus. I rejoice therefore over you that ye do not give heed to vanity, and love nothing 
according to the flesh, but according to God. And pray ye without ceasing in behalf of other men, for there is hope of the repentance that they may attain to God. For cannot he that falls rise arise again, and he that goes astray return? Permit them then to be instructed by you. Be ye therefore the ministers of God in the mouth of Christ. For thus saith the Lord, he, If ye take forth the precious from the vial, ye shall be as my mouth. Be ye humble in response to their wrath, opposed to their blasphemies, your earnest prayers. While they go astray, stand ye steadfast in the faith. Conquer ye their harsh ten temper by gentleness, their passion by meekness. For blessed are the meek, and Moses was meek above all men, and David was exceeding meek. Wherefore Paul exhorts as follows, The servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle toward all men, apt to teach, patient in, patient in meekness, instructing those that, op that oppose themselves. Do not seek to avenge yourselves on those that injure you, for says the scripture, If I have returned evil to those who returned evil to me, let us make them brethren by our kindness. For says ye to those that hate you, ye are our brethren, that the name of the Lord may be glorified. And let us imitate the Lord, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he was crucified, he answered not. When he suffered, he threatened not, but prayed for his enemies. Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. If anyone, the more he is injured, displays the more, displays the more patience, blessed is he. If anyone is defrauded, if anyone is despised for the name of the Lord, he truly is the servant of Christ. Take heed that no plan of the devil be found among you, for such a plan is bitter and salt. Watch ye, and be ye sober in Christ Jesus. In Christ Jesus. The last times are come upon us. Let us therefore be of a reverent spirit and speak the, and fear the long-suffering of God, lest we despise the riches of his goodness and forbearance. For let us either fear the wrath to come, or let us love the present joy in this life that now is, and let our present and true joy be only this, to be found in Christ Jesus, that we may truly live. Do not, do not at any time desire so much as even to breathe apart from him, for he is my hope, he is my boast, he is my never-failing riches, on whose account I bear about with me these bonds from Syria to Rome, these spiritual jewels in which may I be perfected through your prayers, and become a partaker of the sufferings of Christ, and have fellowship with him in his death, his resurrection from the dead, and his, ever, and his everlasting life. May I attain to this, so that I may be found in the lot of the Christians of Ephesus, who have, all writ, who have always had intercourse with the apostles by the power of Jesus Christ, with Paul and John and Timothy, the most faithful, the most, the most faithful. I know both who I am and to whom I write. I am the very insignificant Ignatius, who have my lot with those who are exposed to danger and condemnation. But ye have been the objects of mercy, and are established in Christ. I am one delivered over to death, but the least of all those that have been cut off for the sake of Christ, from the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Ignatius. Ye are imitated, ye are initiated into the mysteries of the gospel with Paul, the holy, the martyred, inasmuch as he was a chosen vessel at whose feet may I be found, and at the feet of the rest of the saints, when I shall attain to Jesus Christ, who is always mindful of you, in his prayers. Take heed, then, often to come together, to give thanks to God, and show forth his praise. For when ye come frequently together in the same place, the powers of Satan are destroyed, and his fiery darts urging to sin fall back ineffectual. 
for your conquered and harmonious faith prove his destruction and the torment of his and and the torment of his assist, assistance nothing is better than that peace which is according to christ by which all war both of aerial and terrestrial spirits is brought to an end for we for we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities and powers and against the rulers of the darkness of the world against spiritual wickedness in heavenly places wherefore none of the devices of the devil shall be hidden from you if like paul ye perfectly possess that faith and love toward christ which are the beginning and the end of life the beginning of life is faith and the end is love and these two being inseparably connected together do perfect the man of god while all other things which are requisite to a holy life follow after them no man making a profession of faith ought to sin nor one nor one possessed of love to hate his brother for he that said thou shalt love the lord thy god said also and thy neighbor as thyself those that profess themselves to be christ are known not only by what they say but by what they practice for the tree is known by its fruit it is better for a man to be silent and be a christian than to talk and not to be one the kingdom of god is not in word but in power men believe with the heart and confess with the mouth the one unto righteousness the other unto salvation it is good to teach if he who speaks also acts for he who shall both do and teach the same shall be great in the kingdom of heaven our lord and god jesus christ the son of the living god first did and then taught as luke testifies whose praise is in the gospel through all the churches there is nothing which is hid from the lord but our very secrets are near to him let us therefore do all things as those who have him dwelling in us that we may be his temples that he may be in us as god let christ speak in us even as he did in paul let the holy spirit teach us to speak the things of christ in like manner as he did do not err my brethren those that corrupt families shall not inherit the kingdom of god and if those that corrupt mere, mere human families are condemned to death how much more shall those suffer everlasting punishment who endeavored to corrupt the church of christ for which the lord jesus the only begotten son of god endured the cross and submitted to death whosoever being waxen fat and become gross sets at not his doctrine shall go to hell in like manner, every one that has received from God the power of distinguishing, and yet follows an unskillful shepherd, and receives a false opinion for the truth, shall be punished. What communion hath light, hath light with darkness, or Christ with Belial? Or what portion hath he that believeth with an infidel, or the temple of God with idols? In like manner, say I, what communion hath truth with falsehood, or righteousness with unrighteousness, or true doctrine with that which is false? For this end did the Lord suffer the ointment to be poured upon his head, that his church might breathe forth immortality. For saith the scripture, Thy name is an ointment poured forth, therefore have the virgins loved thee, they have drawn thee. They, ha they have drawn thee at the odor of thine ointments we will run after thee let no one be anointed with the bad odor of the doctrine of the prince of this world let not the holy church of god be led captive by his subtlety as was the first woman why do we not as gifted with reason act wisely when we had received from christ and had 
grafted in us the the faculty of judging concerning God, why do we fall headlong into ignorance? And why, through a careless neglect of an acknowledging the gift, and why, through a careless neglect of acknowledging the gift which we have received, do we foolishly perish? The cross of Christ is indeed a stumbling block to those that do not believe, but to the believing it is salvation and eternal life. Where is the wise man? Where the disputer? Where is the boasting of those who are called mighty? For the Son of God, who was begotten before time began, and established all things according to the will of the Father, he was conceived in the womb of Mary according to the appointment of God, of the seed of David, and by the Holy Ghost. For says the Scripture, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and he shall be called Emmanuel. He was born and, and he was born and was baptized by John, that he might ratify the institution committed to that prophet. Now the virginity of Mary was hidden from the prince of this world, and was also her offspring in the death of the Lord. Three mysteries of renown which were wrought in silence, but have been revealed to us. A star shone forth in heaven above all that were before it, and its light was inexpressible, while its novelty struck men with astonishment. And all the rest of the stars, with the sun and moon, formed a chorus to the star. It far exceeded them, and it, it far exceeded them all in brightness. And agitation was felt as to whence this new spectacle proceeded. Hence worldly wisdom became folly, conjuration was seen to be mere trifling, and magic became utterly ridiculous. Every law of wickedness vanished away, the darkness of ignorance was dispersed, and tyrannical authority was destroyed, God being manifested as a man, and man displaying power as God. But neither was the former a mere imagination, nor did the second imply a bare humanity. But the one was absolutely true, and the other an economical arrangement. Now that received a beginning which was perfected by God. Henceforth all things were in a state of tumult, because he meditated the the abolition, abolition of death. Stand fast, brethren. Stand fast, brethren, in the faith of Jesus Christ and in his love, in his passion and in in his resurrection. Do ye all come together in common and and individually through grace in one faith of God the Father and of Jesus Christ, his only begotten Son, and the firstborn of every creature, but of the seed of David according to the flesh, being under the guidance of the Comforter, in obedience to the bishop and the presbytery with with an undivided mind, breaking one and the same bread, which is the medicine of immortality, and the antidote which prevents us from dying, but a cleansing remedy driving away evil, which causes that we should live in God through Jesus Christ. My soul be for yours and theirs, whom for the honor of God ye have sent to Smyrna, whence also I write to you, giving thanks to the Lord and loving Polycarp, even as I do you. Remember me as Jesus Christ also as Jesus Christ also remembers you, who is blessed forevermore. Pray ye for the church of Antioch, which is in Syria, whence I am led bound to Rome, being the last of the faithful that are there, who yet have been thought worthy to carry these chains to the honor of God. Fare ye well in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, our common hope, and in the Holy Spirit. Fare ye well. Amen. Grace be with you.